Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. Good morning. It is Friday, February 24th. It is six minutes after 11. And this is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So we didn't do voicemails at 1030 like we normally do because we've been saving them all. It's Friday and we've got a lot of calls and we're going to get to all of them this hour. Yes, there were so many voicemails and they many of them were so good. It almost filled the thing, the voicemail up. And I thought this is just too hard to sort through. And it is Friday and it's covered such a wide variety of topics because, mm-hmm. well, that's what we do on our show, Casey, is we hit so many uh, different topics. The flow of our show, as mm-hmm. we like to say, is mm-hmm. so vast and so great that uh, I said we get a whole hour out of this and we can just respond to them and respond to you and we love you, our audience. So if you ever want to be a part of the show, 317-684-8444. So one of the things we talked about yesterday, and we got a lot of phone calls about this and it tells me it's a really big topic, is how older people mm-hmm. are now returning to work yeah. for a variety of reasons. We're talking about people who should be traditionally inside of the retirement age. Yep. And then we talked about how these people, and in many cases, have to be very careful because if they work too much, mm-hmm. they're being punished right. for returning to work because you would lose potentially part of or all of your social security. Yeah. Okay, so the cap for 2023, I believe, is $21,240. So if you make more than that and you're collecting Social Security benefits, then for every $2 over the limit, $1 is withheld from your benefits. And so we talked about what a just colossal scam this is because they the government presents to you as Social Security. Well, you're paying into this and it's your money in the future and this will secure your retirement and who safer than getting zero interest from the U.S. government would be better to put your, uh, your money with. When in reality, they're punishing, it's not your money because if you work too, think about this, Casey, if you work too much, we're going to take your money from you. Mm-hmm. That doesn't sound like your You're, money. It's your money. It sounds like a scheme and a scam. And a lot of people wanted to weigh in on this. So let's get to some of those phone calls because a lot of people may be experiencing the same thing these callers are, are experiencing. Let's go. Oh, Rob, it's Vanessa again. I called a couple of weeks ago to defend you for telling the truth to us because you are like that political creature and I absolutely love, love, love your yelly voice when you're driving home points. Um, <laughs> today, I'm listening as you were talking about our Social Security money, that we can only earn so much while we're drawing it, and we'll be penalized if we earn over, I think it was 21000 Are you kidding me? I just learned about this back a while back, and maybe I've been living under a rock or something, but this needs revisited. And it needs changed. And if it can't be fixed for me, at least for my kids and my grandkids, um, this is insane. And Holcomb, he's out of his mind wanting to use our tax dollars for illegals when there are so many of us, people like me, who want to work. But I'm not going to work if they're going to penalize my Social Security. 
So think about that, Casey. She ended with a great point because, of course, Governor Disingenuous uh, wrote that big op-ed about how he wants the federal government to cede immigration to the states so he can hire a bunch of uh, he can legalize a bunch of illegals to work for his big business buddies that stroke him big checks to to help him stay in office. So. Um, Think that she laid it out right. So the government tells people who want to work. Well, you can only work this much, or we're going to take away the money that you paid in that we told you was yours. Mm-hmm. And then Governor Disingenuous goes, "Well, nobody wants to work, so I should just be able to legalize a bunch of illegals mm-hmm. so they can do the work that the people who don't want to work won't do." Mm-hmm. Now, is that is that <laughs> Does that make any sense to anyone? The twenty one thousand two hundred forty dollars is the cap that is set for twenty twenty three. Is that if you take full benefits or you? take early i don't i don't know uh as i am not at that age yet yeah consult your trained professional uh, somebody but, will tell us but it doesn't matter casey it's your money whether it's partial all whatever the government is lying to you about social security and this is why it amazed me at how angry people got when i used one the term an entitlement mm-hmm. because you're entitled to it i guess if you play by the rules but two how Kevin McCarthy to come out and say, yeah, we're not doing anything to Social Security, when these things are clearly going on that are making the program insolvent. People want to work, which would theoretically mean they would pay more in. Nope, can't do that because, well, you got to take, then we'll start taking away the amount of money that you can withdraw. But wait a second, it's my money. Well, I guess it's really not your money. Yeah. Which, it is a scheme and a scam. Another call on this, take a listen. Hi, Kendall and Kathy. Love your show. You were talking about Social Security if you went back to work. No matter what, Social Security is taxed if you get a pension because the pension is classified as income. You have to pay taxes on that, which means your Social Security, you know, the total amount in one year is up. So you have to pay taxes on Social Security. Uh, whether you're working or not, it's, you know, and if you do go back to work, because I got a pension, I had Social Security, I had to work because I hadn't gotten my house paid off yet, and they taxed my Social Security because of the total amount in one year, you know, was so much. They, they are, de- we, de- we, we, de-incentivize work in this country. We, you know, you see it all the time where people, it is more beneficial for them to try to be on disability or whatever than actually get up and go to work. And we, this, I mean, what a great example of this, right? So you make a deal with your employer, which says, as part of me giving up money in the present, I will get a pension mm-hmm. when I'm done. Cool. Yeah. For a sustainable long-term existence in which we should want people to avoid being off the government for as long as possible. Well, the government then says, okay, because you gave up money now in order to do the responsible thing, which is to have money to take care of you in your golden years, we're going to punish you on your money. Again, does that make any sense to anyone? Well, pensions now, today, are being traded in for health insurance for employees. They're just not offered. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you can do a 401k and they used to contribute pre-COVID, but a lot of companies pulled that contribution out 
And now pensions are being traded for health insurance. And this is why, and look, he's at, full disclosure, obviously he's an advertiser on our show. It is so important you call someone like Bill Demery, who knows what the hell they're doing. Because, and you saw this case yesterday, I was on the phone with one of Bill's people for mm-hmm. like two and a half hours. Yeah. Because the government deliberately makes this stuff so complicated because, you know, you got to be a lawyer or speak legalese, they write this stuff and they do this deliberately. The average person can't understand it. Like I was on the phone for two and a half hours yesterday. I feel like I kind of know how taxes and the government work. And you just sit there during 90% Mm -hmm. of it and go. Yeah, it was a rare day that I left before you. Yes, and the point is that's why you really do have to have someone who knows what the hell they're doing because then you get stuck in all these weird Mm -hmm. traps. And I have great faith in what they're setting up for me, but it's like, I still don't, totally understand it because the average person doesn't totally understand it and that sucks that you can't understand your own finances. And that's by design. So the last time I believe that they set the benefit level for Social Security was 1983 when they set the retirement age and life expectancy is much longer now than what it was then. Absolutely. All right, another call about this. Yeah, hey, on the Social Security, yes, when you draw early at 62 or 63 or 64 or at any age before your full retirement age, there is a cap. If you make too much money at your part-time job or full-time job, you not only pay taxes on your Social Security, you pay your Social Security back. I'm 66. I can now make over $50,000 a year. Nick, this year when I turn 67, I can make as much money as what I want. But I am still paying back Social Security for money that I made, too much money that I made for the past two years, and I'm paying Social Security back for the next two years. So if you've got a good job and you make decent money, do not draw your Social Security early unless you want to quit or retire from your job and just pick up a part-time gig. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Okay. So he he answered that question. If you draw early, the cap is $21,240. And luckily we work in radio, so that making too much money will never be an issue for us. Just imagine that. He's talking about the difference between, what, two and a half, three years? Yeah. It's insane. I mean, going through all that stuff yesterday with Bill Demery's people, it's ridiculous how they just pick a year and go, okay, at this Mm -hmm. age, blah, blah, blah. But Mm -hmm. before that, then you got, I mean, it's just like, it should not be that hard. Okay, Casey, before I go to a break. Yeah. I know we have many people that are in their golden years or entering their golden years. And just remember, no matter what's going on, whether you got penalized for taking too early or whatever, no matter how bad it is, you're not facing what this guy is facing. Take a listen. Yes, Angelo again. One of the things that was not mentioned as a reason to come out of retirement is child support. I'm 71. I'll be 72 in March, and I have child support until I'm 74 and a half. That's why I'm back at work. Goodbye. <laughs> Let's do some math. <laughs> Paying child support till he's 74. <laughs> Um, congratulations, sir. <laughs> 56 was a good year for you, huh? 
<laughs> right? Yeah, I mean that's uh, we we tried to do the math. So if he's paying, I think you pay till someone's eighteen. Is that right? Yeah, they're an adult. I believe so. So we did the math, and uh, 50, he it, was he was fifty six. Angelo was having a good old time. <laughs> Congratulations! You're listening to Kendall and Casey on ninety three WIBC. Friday continues 20 minutes after 11 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. It's all voicemails this hour. So many great calls about a bevy of topics. It shows how much one loved this show is. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're told all the time by the politicians, nobody listens to them. Right. And yet we fill up a voicemail with people that want to talk about things we talked about. Mm-hmm. And uh, the phone calls were good. So really, see, this is the, the onus is on the audience. If you step up your game, mm-hmm. we will step up in return. Uh, 317-684-8444 is the phone number. Okay, remember yesterday, yeah. we got into a lengthy discussion about the a man on the circle who appeared to be inebriated while mm-hmm. doing something that resembled playing a guitar. Yeah. And we had a very long back and forth about what he might be on, about mm-hmm. whether he was actually in concert on the circle, about <laughs> the condition of the circle, mm-hmm. about is that really what you want to see when you go to downtown, when you bring the family. One of our listeners had to go see for himself. Uh, just want to let you know, I was about four blocks away from the circle heading to an account. And I thought, I got to go see this guy on the circle that's got the guitar. Uh, he is uh, playing an actual guitar. Now, if you want to call it playing, because it's terrible, but there is uh, music coming from that guitar, so it is an actual guitar. Mm-hmm. Anyway, thanks. Bye. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's funny because yesterday you were saying like I thought you were against the idea of musicians being no. on the circle and I was saying you know like if he's a musician then he should be there we need more of that but it sounds like yeah he wasn't really playing yeah so that's not really a good look I guess no if you're if you're like talented say the way Kev is talented mm-hmm. then okay that's fine that's a little eclectic mm-hmm. you know add on to your trip Mm-hmm. Downtown, as long as you're not bothering anyone. A little busker. But if you're stumbling, if you're holding up the guitar, if you're yelling yes repeatedly, if you're got a cig hanging out of your mouth, yeah. mm-hmm. if you've got a, a clear bottle of something at mm-hmm. your side, mm-hmm. that may not be. I love that that guy went, though. So, Kevin, yeah. you I said you were going to take your bongos down there. Did you go down? You know, I, I went out there and. Mm-hmm. I, Did you observe the guy? I observed the guy from across the street. Uh-huh. Um. And he do, he was just sitting there taking a smoke break. Okay. And so he wore himself out. I went out on the balcony to see if I could hear him playing, and he wasn't playing anything. He was just, right. yeah. And, and I had work hey. to do, and like I I just, couldn't wait around until he started playing. Yeah, yes. he was just kind of randomly shouting out words, and he was swaying. Yes. But when I was watching him, he was not playing. You know, I've also been uh, downtown uh, swaying, shouting out words, probably. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I have, too. <laughs> But I wasn't in the middle of the day on Monument Circle. We were trying to collect money for doing it. That because that's what he was doing. He had his would, guitar case open and he was waiting for dollar bills to fall. If, in. if it was a Saturday night and I was hammered, I would probably try to get a cigarette from him. Yeah, I know. But the point is that is not what we want on Monument Circle in the middle of the day. Now, a lady did call mm-hmm. uh, uh, to this with a perspective mm-hmm. on the history of the condition of Monument Circle in downtown Indianapolis. I keep hearing you complain about the uh, um, vagrants in town. When my husband and I moved here in 1982, 
Um, let me see. He had gone to tech school at Fort Harrison in 1976, the vagrants were all over the place. People did not go downtown. It was completely unsafe. Then Luger got elected mayor. He cleaned it up. He brought businesses in. So when we moved here in 1982 or 83, things had changed drastically, and Indianapolis was great. We are now going back to the same way it was in the 70s. And that is why I so hope, whether it is Abdul or whoever comes out of that Republican side, mm-hmm. that they are able to do something. Some I don't know how you do it because Indianapolis is so Democrat now because most of the Republicans have left. But, man, this city is in such bad shape right now. Well, what do the 1970s and current day have in common? Uh, uh, so many things, right? Yeah. So I mean, many things. Your inflation, your energy costs. Yeah. It's amazing. A lot of similarities. It's what's old is new, new again, right? Uh, one more call. This guy, I, I like this call. He called, talking a little bit about his own homelessness and what it is actually like mm. down downtown on Monument Circle. Here are you guys talking about the uh, guy on the circle, um, you know, and the homeless people. Um, I've left several messages, and matter of fact, I've heard two of them that you guys have played on the radio. Um Basically, what I'm, uh, I've been homeless myself. Obviously, I'm, I'm no longer homeless. Uh, I'm married, have a, uh, almost a year old daughter. My life is, I'm, I'm truly blessed. Uh, I have a full time job, you know, blah, 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 blah. But at one time, I was, I guess you'd say, at the lowest point of my life. And it was kind of like do or die. I've been down to the circle. I've been downtown Indianapolis homeless, and there's no way to describe what really goes on at nighttime and in certain places of the city. But anyway, um, I'd love to meet you, both you guys, all you guys sometime, but definitely Kendall and Casey, you guys are awesome. And he's right, right? We need to address homelessness in in our city and those there are people out there who genuinely need help but there are many different layers of homelessness Mm -hmm. there is legitimately homeless person Mm -hmm. who through addiction or whatever or a loss of a job or a cavalcade of issues mental health issues that can be Mm -hmm. with just you know a little prodding and a little help and a little move in the right direction a little bit of this a little bit of that back you know in and contributing to society but then there's also panhandler guy who doesn't want to be helped panhandler guy is there to take money because he makes more money panhandling than he does working a job. And he gets in his car and drives home every day. Mm-hmm. And then there's drugged out zombie guy. Mm-hmm. And drugged out zombie guy is the one you really got to fear because those are the people that are more prone to get violent and do terrible things. And they all have to be. Homeless guy, drugged out zombie guy, panhandler guy, all have to be dealt with differently. And Joe Oxett isn't dealing with any of them. Right. All right. Uh, more voicemails when we come back. It's Kendall and Casey. It's 93 WIBC. 317-684-8444. That's the phone number with your voicemails, questions, comments, smart remarks. It's free for all Friday. We got so many great calls. We're devoting the entire hour to our wonderful listeners. Yeah, that's so wild, Casey, because we're told all the time by the politicians and the political people, you're irrelevant. <laughs> they no wish. one listens to you. 
They wish. And yet we fill up a voicemail box and, you know, people say how much they love the show mm-hmm. and how much they'd love to meet us. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's really wild how, one, how you could be on a radio station that you can hear from Ohio to Illinois at all points in between and like no one be listening. Mm-hmm. And man, I just wish there were like scientific ratings by which we could tell. You oh, know, it, oh it, wait, it, there are. Is there no one listening or tens of thousands of people listening every hour? But, but. You know, and then we get phone calls of all these people saying they're listening and they love being a part of the show. And that's just, it's just so, because the politicians, Casey, would not lie to us. They would not be disingenuous. They would not be petty. They would not be mean-spirited. Uh, speaking of politicians that would not be petty or mean-spirited, remember yesterday how we were talking about how our old, our old, uh, our old pal, Jim Lucas, you yeah. remember him? Mm-hmm. Um, State rep Seymour spends a lot of time on on social media. Yeah, like a lot of time. He put a Photoshop picture yes. of you on his Facebook feed. Yes, yes, he did, and that was it. Done it like we calculated the time. Yeah, it's like eleven o'clock at night. He put some time into that, and he's done that multiple times now. He has mm-hmm. been either hate posting about me on a Sunday morning, which mm-hmm. is super weird, mm-hmm. or then like late at night, which is super weird. Mm-hmm. What is it with these politicians? Remember the one guy, what was his name? I forget, that sent me the thing raging about the state sandwich. Uh, oh. J- J- Judy, maybe, I think, maybe. I can't remember. Doesn't matter. Anyway, I'll go look it up. And he, we were supposed to get together, too. After he backpedaled, I told him I'm going to make you very famous. And mm-hmm. then he said, oh, no, no, I agree with the other things. I'd like to get together. Never followed no, no, up no, no, on that. No, 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 no. Don't but, make me famous. But there's something about the these politicians and what they're doing late at night mm-hmm. that causes them to either rage post or rage message. Like, I don't know what that could be they're doing late at night that keeps causing them to... Well, you've got their wheels spinning. Well, and clearly oh, yeah, you're yeah, living uh, rent-free yeah, in some, their head. Something's spinning, Casey. Uh-huh. I don't... Uh, it's just amazing how it happens late at uh, late at night, and I'm sure that that's when the, um, the politicians, because they got to get up the next day and work on our behalf or at their most sound mind mm-hmm. and body and... Um, Anyway, you remember Jim Lucas. That's I, I hope we described him properly. He spends a lot of time screwing around on the internet and claims to be conservative, complains about the government, but then conveniently forgets that he votes on many of the things that he's complaining about mm-hmm. and votes for many of the things that he claims to complain about. And then, then he gets really angry when you point those things out to him. Did I... So everybody knows who Jim Lucas is. I just want to make sure. Yep. You know, if we were to do a 30-second biographical encapsulation. He's, he's the guy who posted the picture with him and all of the angry red shirt and t-shirts. Right. Yes, yes, yes. So that was what I was going to get to. Yeah. Right? He, he had posted that uh, photo the other day of him with, I believe it was seven mm-hmm. uh, red-shirted teachers. Mm-hmm. It just happened to be the same day that there was a teacher Red for Ed rally mm-hmm. down at the State House. And of course, we all know the Red for Ed rally is the teachers union who hates school choice. They, uh, you know, hate the idea that, you know, bevy of things that are in the interest of parents and you being able to raise your kids and they think they know better and the government shouldn't ever tell them how to indoctrinate your kids. You know, you remember Red Fred. Mm-hmm. And Jim was posing for a picture with the seven red-shirted teachers who... He said uh, he had a wonderful conversation. Well, and I would assume they were there for Red Fred because, well, there was a Red for Ed rally and they were teachers and they were all wearing red. And, yeah. you know, Casey, you've been in large groups of people. How... How often is it that everybody just randomly, randomly dresses wear, the yeah, same? Yeah, dresses the same, right. and that's just a big coincidence. Have you ever showed up to an event and go, wow, all seven of us wore the exact same color? Marge, <laughs> what are the odds of that? Right. And so the point was, I said, well, that's wild, Jim, that you are have time to meet with these red-shirted mm-hmm. teachers and post about how great it was to meet with them. And yet, you know, you say you're so conservative. So I had the audacity to ask, when is the, when is the meeting with the property tax payers who can't afford to potentially stay in their home. And he got real offended Mm -hmm. and he spent most of the day 
angrily posting about me. And then I think later that night, that was one of those late night posts where he, Mm -hmm. I don't know what Jim was doing. You know, maybe he could clarify and let us know. You know, I know at 11 o'clock at night what I'm doing, Casey. I'm going to bed because I got to get up to work the next morning. But anyway, we had said, well, okay, what do we have to do? as a collective mm-hmm. to get the same VIP treatment, whether it's Malik Muhammad got with the governor or the red-shirted teachers get with people like Jim Lucas. Mm-hmm. What do us regular property tax payers who just want to be able to afford to, you know, live in our homes or now with the gas tax, one of the highest gas taxes in the in the nation, be able to afford to put gas in our car. How do we get the same VIP treatment as the red-shirted teachers and Malik Muhammad? And so we thought, well, we clearly, it's got to be something color-coded <laughs> and it's got to be a creative name. Mm-hmm. And Hammer came up with, maybe we do pinstripes I for like property taxes yeah. because everything else has a color. Now, pink's got a color, purple's right. got a color, right. orange's got a color. So people weighed in on uh, slogan ideas and how maybe we can get the attention of the politicians the same way the red-shirted teachers and Malik Muhammad did. So let's uh, let's take a listen to those. Yeah, you should do purple people. You can do purple for property tax as well. But pur- purple is a combination of what two colors? Yeah, red and blue. Thank you. Hmm. I like purple. The problem mm-hmm. is I think purple is taken. Isn't doesn't some cause have purple? We can take it over. We're more powerful. <laughs> All right, more people weighing in on this. <laughs> hey good morning, guys. It's about what color we should wear when we do our protesting and I'm I'm in on it. I am in on it. But uh, may I suggest orange? As in orange you gonna do something about this? Aren't you ever gonna do your jobs? Aren't you even thinking of it the taxpayers? Aren't you're really not going to take that pay increase? So on and so forth. Mm-hmm. So orange the color, I think that's what we should wear and we will get their attention and let's go up there and aren't you glad we're gonna be angry. Catch you later. Thanks. Uh-huh. Aren't you glad to see us? I kind of I kind of like it. And look, and maybe Jim can clarify, he's on Facebook all the time. Mm-hmm. Maybe he can make a post about what the regular mm-hmm. taxpayers mm-hmm. have to do to get the VIP meet and greet. And then the post about, because I'd love to see posts. It was so great to meet with these property taxpayers who are super concerned about paying their mortgage. Like, I don't think that's unreasonable, right? Nope. $228 is the average cost that property taxes are going up. Yeah, and that's average. So here Mm -hmm. in central Indiana, Mm -hmm. it's going to be markedly higher. Mm -hmm. And don't forget, Jim and the rest of the Republicans, I believe, I think it was a straight party line vote. uh, Somebody can correct me if I'm wrong. Just voted to give themselves an average of a $15,000 raise. So it's super weird that all these super conservative Republicans would be meeting with the angry red-shirted teachers, would be... uh, uh, you know, uh, doling out do- $43 billion in the budget and making sure that they get $15,000, you know, on average, mm-hmm. $1.5 million was the raise. House has given themselves divided by 100, so that's 15000 a piece. And yet, Nothing, nothing for the little peasants. Did you see the post that someone put on social media yesterday? Someone had mentioned how someone in the family was having a hard time getting a house because of the property yes. taxes. And someone within their family was a member 
of the legislative body who just gave themselves a $15,000 raise. Yes. And they didn't know how to react on that yes. the next time they come face to face at a family function. And and I said, you should. They said, well, I don't want to cause a scene. I said, you should cause a scene in a peaceful and mm-hmm. politeful way mm-hmm. because uh, those people deserve to have a scene caused because they're causing a scene by taking all of our money. Mm-hmm. But do it politely and peacefully. Mm-hmm. Uh, more calls about uh, our little plan to try to get the attention of the politicians. Oh, Kendall and Casey, I have a wonderful idea. This is your friendly neighborhood truck driver. I heard Rob say purple for property tax, and the first thing that popped in my head was big racks for property tax. Can't we do that, please? <laughs> big racks for property <laughs> So it's... Is, it, <laughs> is he pushing for low-cut <laughs> purple shirts? Is that what he means? Am I being naive? Look, I just... Uh... Think about this, though, Casey. Mm-hmm. And we do this every day because, well, even though we're told nobody listens, we clearly have good, you know tens of thousands of listeners. We do more on a daily basis. We've done more in the past 10 minutes that this segment's been going to spark conversation and draw attention to abusive, egregious behavior by government than the super majorities in the House and Senate have done on this issue that based on their own party platform should be directly in their wheelhouse than they've done in an entire year. Mm-hmm. And that's why they hate the show. They don't hate us because we're wrong. We hate They hate us because we have the, the audacity to bring attention and we have a platform to actually educate people. They hate that we exist. I just read that uh, the leadership in the House and the Senate have suggested that they're going to wait until bills are mailed out before deciding whether to take any action on property taxes in this session. Look, and you can do whatever you want to do with this, okay? And and we got to get to a break. And the bills are due May 10th. Right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. They're giving you a lot of time. Because, yeah. you know, Casey, when you get a bill for thousands of dollars, mm-hmm. having like a month to pay mm-hmm. it, that, that's really convenient. But they're going to wait until they mail yeah, sure. out the bill. No, no, no. These people are giving themselves in the House of Representatives a, an average of a $15,000 raise. And by the way, we know that's right because no one's refuted that. You know if we were wrong, oh, they would have been, been all over that. Yeah. No one's refuting that. These greedy... Can I say... No, I'm trying to take a kinder approach. Pick a different word. These people who are interested in their own benefit above you are doing this because they don't believe you will ever do anything about it. Jim Lucas, Jerry Tor, Jeff Thompson, uh, Rod and Todd, the Flanders brothers, you know Todd Houston. These people laugh at you because you keep eating and buying their bullcrap. And until you prove them wrong, they're going to keep doing it. Being mad, along with the radio show, isn't going to fix it. Mm-hmm. Are you going to write them? Are you going to show up? Are you going to be loud? Because that's how Malik Muhammad got what he got. Mm-hmm. That's how the red-shirted teachers get what they get. Until you're willing to play by the same rules those people play by, they are going to continue to laugh at you and give themselves $15,000 until you shut up and eat it and pay your property continue taxes. Continue to ignore you. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Good morning. It is 1149. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. This entire hour, we've been devoting it to you and your phone calls at 317-684-8444. Thank you so much for your input. And we continue on. Well, and you know, Casey, one of the things people love about our show is how much we love and celebrate diversity. Mm -hmm. And I don't think any radio show in the entire planet 
with the hosts that we have celebrate diversity like us here on the Kendall and Casey show. I mean, you think about it. Think about me. Mm-hmm. My wife is Hispanic. Yeah. My best friend is black. Mm-hmm. And I work with a woman. Yes. Nobody loves and encompasses and appreciates diversity, equity, and inclusion mm-hmm. like Rob Kendall. And so it only makes sense that this next call, this lady yesterday was very excited because you know, we talked about how the Indianapolis Indians mm-hmm. are partnering with the tribe. Right. And they're Mi- keeping their name. Yeah. Miami, uh, the Miami tribe to... Um, keep their name and we're going to all work together and how we had pointed some things out in our very eloquent talk because we so value diversity, equity, and inclusion and we didn't even need any government mandate or I I didn't need a six-figure salary from the Brownsburg School Corporation. I just have naturally, because I was raised right, you know, with what with my Hispanic wife and my best friend being black and, you know, working with a woman, really just celebrating diversity, equity, inclusion. It was so nice to hear a listener give us the the kudos that, that we deserve. Hi, Kendall and Casey. Guys, I want to thank you so much for doing the research on um, the Miami Indians and their getting together with with our Indianapolis Indians. Um, And I'm so glad that you looked at it and saw that they weren't recognized as, as a tribe. And I feel like that's so sad. Most of us here in Indiana... If we have deep roots like I do, we are probably part of that tribe. Yeah, and it was a long phone call. I wanted to make sure we got to some other phone calls, mm-hmm. but uh, it's just nice to see that that our audience knows how much we appreciate diversity, equity, and and inclusion. And it's nice to see that the Indianapolis Indians aren't bowing to woke culture yeah. like the commanders now you may recall yesterday we were talking about our old pal mike pence Mm -hmm. uh, you know mike mike has many uh many fans and so you know people are very mean to me on social media if i point out mike pence's voting record or his record as governor or you know his ties into the keel brother oil company or you know any of those things and so i said okay well let's let's put it open to our voicemail and i'll play whatever we get you did you said if you like mike pence call me right now and tell me why what he has done for you yeah what has mike pence done what is his Mm -hmm. signature accomplishment congress Mm -hmm. governor right we don't count the trump stuff because that was all trump mike Mm -hmm. pence was just there nodding accordingly Mm -hmm. but when he had the ability congress or governor basically you know 20 year track record Mm -hmm. what what has mike pence done and you know it's so weird, Casey, for all those people that are so mean to me on social media when I have the audacity to say anything about Mike Pence. I ask this question, you know me, when I say I'll play your calls, I'm going to play your calls. And we only got one call, and this was it. Hey, good afternoon. This is your old pal, E. Buzz Miller. The only thing that I can say that Mike Pence did while he was governor is he made it possible for our military troops to carry their sidearms at all times. I think that he passed something like that. That's the only good thing I can think of. So, you know, it wasn't like a cavalcade of people saying, wow, Rob, you've forgotten this meaningful tax reform. Mm -hmm. You've forgotten these meaningful cuts in government. You've forgotten these meaningful enhancements of liberty. Of course, you notice nobody called and said, you know, I really loved it when Mike Pence sent a bunch of other people's kids to fight and die and ill-begotten wars and, you know, ran up deficits. And nobody really called and praised that. And, you know, so what we got is 
Well, he, uh, you know, he allowed some military people to carry their their sidearms, which mm-hmm. is fine. It's great. But that's kind of a weird signature accomplishment to be running for president on. Right. I'm, well, I'm looking it up right now to see if I can find the, the technical, but no. Yeah. Uh, nope. Yeah. Technically, okay. Mike Pence did a terrible job his entire time in public office. There, I did it for you. <laughs> All right. Uh, somebody called about uh, wasteful, I believe, wasteful state government. Hey, Rob and uh, Casey. I'm a longtime listener, first-time caller, and I just want to thank Rob for bringing to my attention and many listeners' attention uh, the ridiculous items that our um, representatives are spending their time on, such as a state sandwich and our official nickname. Mm-hmm. I know um, when we file frivolous lawsuits, we can be uh, charged with contempt of court, monetary fines, or criminal charges. And there should be um, a statute on the books where if our legislators are filing frivolous bills, that we, the taxpayers, can uh, charge them with um, frivolous legislation filings and maybe get some of our tax dollars back. Okay. So she's not thinking that the uh, tenderloin sandwich, that's not important. It's shocking that the naming the state tenderloin or all that time they wasted on the state nickname that mm-hmm. produced nothing. You know, it's really shocking, Casey, that the regular folks don't seem to feel that that has done much for their existence because we've wasted a lot of time and mm-hmm. money and resources on those things. And our state lawmakers would never just do things that don't help other people to get photo ops. I mean, they're always there working for the, the public. Sure. Well, when, and when it comes to the state nickname, which they could not agree on yes, because true. they could not solidify the actual, the histor- you know, the reason behind Hoosier, mm-hmm. there was disagreement. On, there's more work to be done. So they're going to spend more time Mm. on that. Yeah. All right. Uh, we're not going to have time. I know we got to get out of here. I just wanted to thank everybody for the fabulous uh, phone calls. And next week, Casey, I think we're going to be talking about one of the worst acts of government and deceptive, deflective behavior from government I have ever seen. I was going to maybe do it today, but I thought, oh, let's let the politicians in Brownsburg know, because they'll all know once I say it give here. The, give people in Brownsburg uh, a heads up. Yeah. I mean, it, and it, it, this, these sort of things happen in towns everywhere. So uh, we're going to go in depth on that on uh, Monday. In the meantime, you have a great weekend. All right. Thanks, Rob. Thank you, Kevin. Good job today. And thank you for joining us. We're going to count on you to be back here Monday with 93 WIBC.